You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. What's interesting and has been interesting to me the whole time is the situation's different in a lot in in every university and every state. The number of people that are involved in those types of decisions is staggering. Every governor, every mayor, every university president, every board of regents, every AD, because some state guidelines might be different than other states' guidelines. Uh, the situations in states are different. Some university presidents might have school in the fall, some might not have school in the fall. And then you have to decide if you can have football without school. So there's just so many people involved, conferences, the NCAA, so many people involved in this decision. And it's going to be really hard to make a one-size-fits-all decision on anything. And welcome back to the Husker Online Show. Head coach Scott Frost is talking about the challenging days ahead. As as we know, um, there's a lot of different people on a lot of different pages when it comes to how to move forward um, with playing football, playing sports, going back to school, um, opening restaurants, bars. I mean, there's just so many layers to where we're at right now. And Scott Frost, um, in my interview with him last Friday, just kind of addressed those challenging days. But luckily at Nebraska, you've got – um, you know, new, new president, Ted Carter, who's been great, uh, Ronnie Green, um, then Governor Ricketts and Coach Frost also have a very good dialogue um, that they keep um, just kind of staying up to date on kind of where they're at with the current directive health measures and phases. And right now, Nebraska's in phase two, which allows groups of up to 25 or 50 percent of your capacity in a weight room. Nebraska started out with about 20, I think, 20 athletes in the weight room. And guys, one of those athletes not in the weight room is wide receiver J.D. Spielman. And we asked Coach Frost about that um, in his situation. And, and really, it's unchanged since the spring. Uh, but what I can tell you is J.D., as we know, has been back to Nebraska, Lincoln, and Omaha uh, multiple times. Um, he's trained with former wide receivers coach um, Keith Williams um, at least once. Uh, but there's been no contact by him at this point with the Nebraska coaching staff. So it does not look good. And I don't think any of us in this room right now expect J.D. Spielman to come back. It's more a matter of kind of how this now plays out. Yeah, I think on our weekly chat on Tuesday, somebody asked that if you put a percentage of J.D. Spielman playing at Nebraska again, and I said uh, less than 1%. I think Nate went. Uh, like point zero 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 one percent or something like that. So uh, clearly uh, we don't expect him to play another down as a Nebraska Cornhusker again. And um, I guess technically that door is still open. Um, neither side has uh, done anything to um, move the, the needle on that one way or the other, but it is extremely telling that he is back in Nebraska multiple times. He's in Lincoln and has not communicated with any member of Nebraska's coaching staff. I mean, that that says everything you need to know right there. I mean, if there was any movement towards him rejoining the program, those conversations would have happened. They would have at least spoken to each other. But from everything that we've learned uh, or know right now, those conversations have not happened whatsoever. And, you know, you pair that with some cryptic social media posts where he's tweeting Oregon State helmets and all that stuff. It just seems like uh, any hope of him, uh, you know, continuing his – uh, productive Nebraska career is all but done at this point. Well, and that's the crazy part about it is, you know, what if he doesn't come back, which I don't think any of us have re ever really expected that to happen, but, you know, what's his legacy end up being? He, he had a chance to completely rewrite the history books. And that's not important to him, evidently. Yeah, well, yeah, evidently it's not. But, you know, what's going to be interesting is, you know, 10, 15 years from now, when even even though he still has had a uh, extremely productive career, I mean, is he even going to be 
someone that gets brought up as as you know one of the one of the best to to play the the position or because you know he was never really the face of the team he's never really a guy that talked to the media um you know and and obviously a guy that that uh you know didn't come back for a senior season will he just kind of be forgotten or or what you know it's really interesting you know and I feel for him you know with with whatever problems he had to deal with uh but it's it is interesting that, that he's been back and been working out, but yet there's been no communication. A lack of communication, um, and I know Nebraska has reached out to try to get an update, and they've been given no update. So it, it, it is somewhat interesting, the approach um, there that's being taken. And, you know, I, 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 when he left town, I don't even think they were aware he had left town. It took a week or two in February, March, to know he was gone um, just because he kept such a low profile within the program. So – it will be something to watch, but on that wide receiver front, guys, Nebraska did get some good news this week. Omar Manning officially makes the grade. Uh, he's a two-for-two two former All-American, played in the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Um, he's a big-body, physical, Maurice purified type. Um, I know, Nate, when you look at Manning, a lot of people thought that there was really a long shot of him getting to Nebraska. Maybe that's why Nebraska got him so easily. I don't know. But, you know, there was a lot of chatter. Oh, this guy's not going to make it. Uh, credit Nebraska again. They developed a plan, a map, and Omar Manning's going to be here in, in June. Yeah, he's going to be here. And, and uh, you know, and that was part of it. You know, I think that a lot of teams did fall off of him because of the, the academic hurdles. But Nebraska, not only were they one of the first teams to really go all in and, and start recruiting him hard and, and make him a huge priority, uh, but they, they stuck with him and they put together a plan and they revised that plan and they revised it again probably. And, um, you know, and, and they always had faith that he was going to be able to get it done. And, um, and, and now that's going to pay off because he's special. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. They don't have anybody on the roster that looks like this guy. Uh, that can do the things that he can do. Um, and he's not your typical junior college guy. I mean, he, he went to TCU out of high school. He was, he was an Army All-American. Uh, he went to TCU. He, you know, he, he's, he understands you know, what it's going to take and what it takes to, to play at that level. Um, you know, I, I do think the learning curve is going to be a little, little less for him than it is for a lot of other guys uh, that, that do make that transition from junior college to, to Nebraska. So I've, you guys have obviously watched him a lot more than I have. What seems like the bar of expectation for him is as high as any player on the roster, especially any newcomer. Uh, is it realistic to think he could have that dramatic of an impact in this offense? I mean, Scott Frost said that in the signing day press conference that Omar Manning changes their offense, just yes. his presence alone. I mean, is is he that level of player that is going to literally change the identity of Nebraska's offense? Here's, you know, if you talk to anybody within the staff, they'll tell you that Nebraska had some of the, the worst production and just top-to-bottom depth of receivers in the conference, if not Power 5 football. I mean, they had a, a you know, you looked at lower-level Big Ten teams. They had better receivers than Nebraska did. Um, that was a real weak spot for this program. What Omar Manning gives you is a true 50-50 ball guy, meaning on third and eight, you could run and, and draw up plays where it's corner on him, and he's going to have a really good chance to win those scenarios. Last year, J.D. Spielman's not a 50-50 ball. Kennebai Noah, they tried it a few times, and it went miserable for him. He was not a guy that could win 50-50 balls. Um, Wondell Robinson, that's not what he does. Uh, Cade Warner was hurt all year. So he gives them, Nate, an added element of that guy that can win a 
You know, not only that, but he's not a liability in the run game. He's 6'4", 225. He can block. He's he's willing to, to block on the edge, too. So, um, you know, and Nebraska really didn't have that player either last year. Um, you know, Some of the worst receiver blocking maybe we've seen in yeah. the modern history of Nebraska football I mean, happened last I, year. I, I honestly, there were, there were some plays that Chris Hickman made when he moved to wide receiver that were – that were, you know, more efficient as a blocker than anybody else that I saw last year. I mean, it was it was really really bad, and so, um, you know, and that's another aspect that he brings to to the table. He's you know he's not a liability there. So, um, and the defense is going to have to respect a guy like that, and and I think that opens things up for a Wandale Robinson, opens things up for the running game. I mean, it does change their offense quite a bit. Well, and then you look at the next level to that. Obviously, you have some some commodities with Omar Manning, Wandale. Even Cade Warner to an extent, uh, but that next wave is going to be extremely fun to watch once they are able to return to the football field. I mean that that freshman class. I mean, there's four guys right there that you could all can make a case that could see immediate playing time. You have two guys in Demarion Houston, Jamie Nance, who are in their second year in the program. Are they able to capitalize on what might be the biggest window of opportunity they're going to have left in their career? I mean, there's that's going to be that re- that receiver group in particular is going to be one of the most fascinating position battles because of the just amount of uncertainty but potential that that group has. I'll tell you one nugget from Coach Frost about Alante Brown. Um, he said that. You know, I've only seen him for two days play, but I'll put it in perspective. He goes, we run a play in practice that we've always tried to run where there's a little bit of a play fake with a run action, and then the quarterback throws it, pulls it out and throws it um, to a receiver across the middle. We have not been able in my first two seasons to even complete that pass, to even run that play. Man. In the first two practices of spring ball, he took that to the house multiple times. You've been driving the Alante Brown for a while now. I mean, That's your guy. Yeah, and I know everyone's going to – I mean, I just know that he's looked good in, in what they've had so far. And he was the high school player of the year in Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. that, he's going to be an impact guy. Uh, Marcus Fleming's here now too. Yeah. And, you know, that's big, guys. I mean, he was the top receiver on the state championship team in Florida. Mm. One of the fastest players in the state. I mean, he ran a 10-2-1 a 100 meters. So, and I don't know if Nebraska's had a, a guy electronic, electronic, it, yeah. And to put that in perspective, though, in the he state, might be the fastest guy walking on dirt in Nebraska right now. Probably. I mean, there's nobody else in this state that runs ten two. Yeah. Um, no, there's not. And but yet he didn't he didn't place at the state track meet, which really puts it in perspective <laughs> just how crazy it is. Florida now. fast, yeah. But yeah, he, he. I mean, he was arguably the fastest football player in the state of Florida. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're adding him to the mix. Xavier Betts, uh, you're adding him to the mix. Who, I mean, he's a, a physical freak. And so Nixon, yeah, Will yeah, Nixon. Will Nixon. Um, yeah, this this freshman or this incoming wide receiver class has a chance to be really, really. Special. And our boy from Johnson Brock, yeah, Ty Han. Ty Han. I mean, seriously, like yeah. he's yeah, don't, go- don't count him. He's going to have a role in some point of his career at Nebraska. Absolutely. And Chris Hickman is now pretty much a full-time wide receiver, and you mm-hmm. mentioned his ability to block. That will get you on the field, as That's, we've seen last year. Sure will. All right, guys, we'll continue this discussion of free-flowing off-season football topics next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.